So question 21 is identifying Jesus, who is God and man, as our Redeemer. So as our Redeemer, Christ executes three offices, prophet, priest, and king. Welcome to the Fox Den with Terry Fox. Greetings, everyone. Thanks for joining me in the Fox Den. Today I want to talk about Christ, our Redeemer, and the offices he executes. And to do this, we're going to look at the Westminster Shorter Catechism. Now, the first thing I want to do is quickly define the term Redeemer. You can think of a Redeemer simply as somebody who buys something back. And we get a glimpse of a Redeemer in the book of Ruth, where Boaz redeemed Ruth, who was married to a family member of Boaz. Ruth was a Moabite, so she was not an Israelite, and her husband died, and Boaz married her. And through her line, many generations later, Jesus is born. So you can think of a Redeemer as somebody who recovers or rescues or saves somebody else. And so with that in mind, question 21 of the Westminster Shorter Catechism asks, who is the Redeemer of God's elect? And it answers by saying, the only Redeemer of God's elect is the Lord Jesus Christ, who, being the eternal Son of God, became man and so was and continues to be God and man in two distinct natures and one person forever. Now, there's several things to unpack here. And the first is that Jesus is the eternal Son of God. But we also see here that the eternal Son of God became man. We see it in all four Gospels with the man Jesus, but we see it in particular in John chapter 1, verse 14, which says the Word who is Jesus became man. So with Jesus, he is God and man. Now, notice what it also says. He continues to be God and man. So after Jesus was crucified, he rose from the dead, and then he ascended to heaven, and he didn't cease being a man. So that means today, though Jesus isn't here on earth, he is both God and man. That's what question 21 is alluding to, that he continues to be God and man. And it notes here that he is God and man in two distinct natures. So today, he is two distinct natures, God and man. But he's not two different people. He's one person, and this one person has two natures. So question 21 is identifying Jesus, who is God and man, as our Redeemer. So now let's take a look at what offices he executes as our Redeemer. Question 23 asks, what offices does Christ execute as our Redeemer? And it answers by saying, Christ, as our Redeemer, executes the offices of a prophet, of a priest, and of a king, both in his estate of humiliation and exaltation. So in this episode, we're not going to look at his estate of humiliation and exaltation, but I'll just quickly overview this. Basically, from his conception to his death is his estate of humiliation. From his resurrection to glory would be his estate of exaltation. But notice the three offices, prophet, priest, and king. So question 24 asks, how does Christ execute the office of a prophet? And it answers by saying, Christ executes the office of a prophet in revealing to us by his word and spirit the will of God for our salvation. So in his office as a prophet, he reveals to us how we are to be saved. And he does this by his word and spirit. Now this raises a pretty interesting question. How does he do that today? Jesus isn't here on earth anymore. So how does he reveal the will of God for our salvation by his word and spirit? Well, one, the Holy Spirit works in the hearts of people to make them alive, to spiritually strengthen them. 
but by his word, meaning through the scriptures and the proclamation of the scriptures. So as the good news of Christ is being communicated, the Holy Spirit uses that to convert and strengthen people. And I do want you to notice that it is a present tense verb that the question asks. How does Christ execute, not how did he execute? The question itself implies that Christ still does this. So as the good news of Christ is proclaimed, the Spirit of God works that in the hearts of God's people. And he brings people to faith and he encourages them. So again, I want you to notice that Christ continues to execute the office of a prophet. And as the good news of Christ is being proclaimed, the Spirit of God uses that to convert people, to strengthen them spiritually, to encourage them. So now let's look at question 25. How does Christ execute the office of a priest? Christ executes the office of a priest in his once offering up of himself a sacrifice to satisfy divine justice and reconcile us to God and in making continual intercession for us. So again, I want you to see it is a present tense verb in this question. How does Christ execute, not how did he execute? So Christ continues to execute the office of a priest. And he did that by offering himself up as a sacrifice. Now, in the Old Testament, the priests had to do this on a continual basis. So they're continually offering sacrifices for their own sins and for the sins of God's people. But Jesus, who had no sin, offered himself up as the perfect sacrifice once. So no sacrifices are needed anymore. His one sacrifice satisfied divine justice. So as our sacrifice, Jesus took our sins on himself. He died the death that we deserve. He satisfied God's justice. And he reconciled us to God. You can listen to episode 4 where I talk about this in greater detail. But through this one sacrifice of Christ, we have been brought into God's family. And we are reconciled to him. And this a work of Christ as our priest. But it's not the only thing that he does as our priest. He makes continual intercession for us. Now I want to direct your attention to Romans chapter 8 verse 34. And there Paul tells us that Jesus is at the right hand of God, and he is interceding for us. Not only that, but John tells us in 1 John 2, verse 1, that Jesus is our advocate. In other words, he's our defense lawyer. You see, he is the conduit between us and God. And he is praying to God on our behalf. And he's defending us to God. So as our priest, he offered himself as a sacrifice to satisfy divine justice, reconciling us to God, and he's interceding for us. But not only that, in question 26, we see that he is our king. It asks, how does Christ execute the office of a king? And it answers by saying, Christ executes the office of a king in subduing us to himself, in ruling and defending us, and in restraining and conquering all his and our enemies. So there's really three parts to this. And the first is, he subdues us to himself. Now think about what that might mean. He seeks us out, he apprehends us, and he brings us into the family. You see, we tend to think that God is off in the distance and we're the ones who come to God asking to be reconciled to him. But that's not the way that it works. You see, we run from God. We want nothing to do with him. As a matter of fact, John tells us in John chapter 3, verse 19, that we love darkness rather than light. You see, Because of our sin, we want nothing to do with God. So the only way to rescue us is to come after us, apprehend us, change our hearts, 
make us alive with Christ, and bring us into the family. And again, you can listen to episode 5, where I talk about Ephesians 2, verses 1 through 10, where I help you see this more clearly. So as our king, he subdues us to himself, and he rules and defends us. So as our king, he tells us how to live, and he defends us. He protects us. And then finally, he also restrains our enemies, his enemies and our enemies, and he prevents them from having victory over us, and he conquers them. So as our Redeemer, Christ executes three offices, prophet, priest, and king. So why is this important? Well, one, I think it's important for you to know more about who Jesus is. Not only is he the Son of God, but he's also a man, a real human being. And he didn't cease to be a man. He continues to be a man even today. But as God and man, he executes three offices, prophet, priest, and king. And I also think it's important to remember that he executes these offices now. These aren't offices that he executed in the past. He executes them today. And also, I think this is important because it gives you confidence and assurance that Jesus is still working on your behalf. He hasn't forgotten about you. He's still communicating to you and revealing the will of God for your salvation by his word and spirit. His sacrifice still applies to you. You're still reconciled to God, and he's continuing to make intercession for you. He continues to defend you, and he's restraining his and our enemies, and he is going to finally conquer them in the future. So here's my assignment for you. Check out the Westminster Shorter Catechism, and you can find that at opc.org slash sc.html. And there, look at questions 21, 23, 24, 25, and 26. And I'm going to encourage you to memorize question 21. But look at questions 23 to 26 and review them. And take some time to think about what Christ is doing in these three offices. And then finally, I'm going to encourage you to take some time to thank God for what he has done. That Jesus revealed to you the will of God for your salvation. That Jesus offered himself as a sacrifice to satisfy divine justice and reconcile you to God. And Jesus continues to intercede for you. And that Jesus subdued you to himself that he continues to rule you and defend you, and he continues to restrain our enemies, and he's going to conquer them once and for all in the future. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Please subscribe if you haven't done so already. You can find this episode on several different apps. If you like what I do, please leave a positive review. Please share or tell others about the Fox Den. If you have any questions, please email me at terry at thefoxdenjournal.com. Also check out thefoxdenjournal.com to find articles and other resources. Thanks for listening.